Hello, and welcome to my podcast. In my podcast series, or whatever you would like to call them, we're going to be talking about space, physics, quantum physics, astronomy, myrmacology, entomology, philosophy, anatomy, all sorts of crazy scientific topics that I think you will love. I will blow your mind, I absolutely guarantee it. I guarantee that after listening to one of my podcasts, you will think about things a little bit differently. That is my promise to you. And I, again, I am new to all of this podcast type of things. I've never done one before, but I'm going to give it a shot and see if people enjoy my content. I'm not sure. Uh, If there is a way to comment anything on my podcasts and leave some feedback, I would absolutely love it. I'm an open-minded individual, and I'm sure those of you who are listening to my podcast are open-minded individuals as well. So don't be shy and leave a comment. And the first thing that I want to talk about and share with all of you listening, if there is anybody listening, is something that I first read about when I was about 17 or so years old, and I first read about it. And that is something called the simulation argument. Sorry about that. And what the simulation argument is is a theory that everything around us, including the Earth and the universe, is simulated. So, it's a proposal regarding the nature of existence. The argument that, yeah, everything, including the universe and Earth and all of you and all of life, is simulated. Now, I find this completely insane, and there are even movies based upon this theory. Uh, For example, um, The Matrix. There's a movie called The Matrix. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but that's a little bit different. uh, The Matrix is about uh, an alien civilization billions of years ahead of us technologically speaking built a simulation uh, to keep our physical selves, our real selves as to use us as energy pretty much and fool us into thinking that the simulation is real and that plays into real life too um I haven't really thought about how I'm going to talk about this and how I'm going to piece it together, but, uh, yeah, um, it's, it's crazy, um, but yeah, it's been, it's even been featured in science fiction movies, uh, it's quite popular, actually, you just, uh, you just won't hear the average person talk about it, probably ever, (laughs) um, this hypothesis um, has even has even been made popular 
by uh, someone named Nick Bostrom. And it's very disputed, you know, because um, Sabine Hassenfelder, who's a theoretical physicist, calls it pseudoscience. And a, cosmologi or a cosmologist, uh, George Ellis, says that it's, uh, it's impractical from a technical viewpoint. But, uh, but for anyone who wants to dive even deeper into this theory, um, there's something that I, that I watched <clears throat> which blew my mind completely. Um, it's an experiment done in quantum physics. Um, it's an actual experiment. <clears throat> Fuck, my throat. I'm sorry. It's an actual experiment done in uh, quantum physics. Um, and this, uh, this experiment, um, if some of you have heard of it, then you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about and how crazy this experiment is. Um, but it's called the double slit experiment. The double slit experiment. And basically what this experiment did, in a nutshell was it broke reality itself. What the double slit experiment did was it took, I mean, just listen to the, or just listen to the name of it, double slit. What they did was they took, imagine having a piece of paper or a wall and putting two slits in the wall big enough to fire tennis balls through the two slits. And the tennis balls hit a back wall that they can stick to. So let's say you throw a thousand tennis balls through the two slits. Or let's say you just throw them at the wall with the two slits. A thousand of them. Uh, eventually they pass through the two slits and they stick on the back wall. What do you get? You get two bands, right? You get two... So if you look at the back wall at which they stick to, you should get two lines of tennis balls because when they pass through the two slits that's what they are is two lines so when they pass through the two slits and they stick to the back wall you get two lines correct now basically what they're doing with the tennis balls in this experiment is replicating matter hard objects now matter down to the atomic scale is basically atoms they're replicating atoms hard material um, and then they took waves, and they fired waves through two slits, and they wanted to see what you would get if you fired two, if you fired waves through two slits. So imagine taking water, you take water, and you drop something into the water, and what you get is a ripple, a ripple out of the object that you threw into the water. You get a ripple, right? Now this ripple hits, hits the two slits, and when it hits the two slits, it starts creating something called an interference pattern. Now, imagine you have a back wall, and these two waves, after they, after they leave the two slits, it creates two waves, and they intersect with one another. You would expect to get two bands on the wall in the back, because there's two slits, right? Well, no. Since they are waves, they create something called an interference pattern, which is many bands, about 10 or so bands on the back wall. 
which is completely different from matter. So basically the argument that they're trying to, to battle in this experiment is that waves and particles are different from one another. But what they found completely baffled them. It completely baffled the scientists who were doing this experiment. What they found was when you go down to the atomic scale and you fire electrons, that is tiny particles of matter, through the two slits, you should get, just like the tennis balls, large representations of matter. When you fire atomic matter through the two slits, you should get two bands on the back wall, correct? Nope. What you get is an interference pattern of many bands, just like the waves. So what that shows is that particles act like waves. Isn't that crazy? Now this isn't even the craziest part. I'm getting there, guys. This proves that we are living in a simulation. This, this proves that there is something underlining the very fabric of reality that based on observation, we change. So what they did, they wanted to figure out how to how particles are creating an interference pattern when when they should act like particles and create two slits so they involved a measuring device into the wall or next to the wall that they're firing the electrons through and when they did this it broke reality itself when they installed a measuring device and wanted to view what slit, which slits the particles are going through, the particles knew they were going to be observed, went back in time, and created two slits on the back wall instead of an interference pattern, as if they knew they were going to be watched, or as if they knew they were being watched. So what that shows is based on observation, like our vision using our sensory organs, our eyes, to view matter, we change how it behaves completely. So what's happening behind you, or behind anybody, whatever's not being observed, is in a state of superposition, <clears throat> which means that it is everything and anything. <clears throat> all at the same time until you observe it so if you ask me <clears throat> this double slit experiment proves that we are living in some sort of simulation so if that was if you weren't following along what I was talking about and it was kind of hard to follow which I apologize I tried to put it I tried to explain it good just look it up online. There's a video on YouTube called the Double Slit Experiment. Uh, double Slit, S-L-I-T, Double Slit Experiment on YouTube. Um, and there, there's a cartoon, which is it's even simpler to understand. But that'll show you exactly what I'm talking about in simpler terms that you can follow. Now... I've had this conversation with people so many times about the simulation theory. I've talked to 
um, very intellectual uh, people, very intelligent people who I've ran into on the streets or um, just ran into at stores or just, uh, yeah, I've ran into, I've had the pleasure of running into some very intelligent people. And uh, you you can kind of spot them. You know if someone's intelligent or not. Um, so I've ran into very intelligent people and had this conversation about the simulation theory so many times. Um, I have heard so many different, different um, sides of the story from other people and what they believe and stuff like that. And I honestly, I feel like the simulation theory is one of the craziest theories that we have of reality. And one of the, one of the, one of the theories that has the most potential for being true. I, I really believe that, you know, um, because another, another reason why this could be true is, uh, if I ask you the question, why is there... Why is there any subjects like math, science, physics, astronomy? Why are there why are there subjects? You know, why is there math, science, physics and astronomy and all that? You know, if I were to ask you that that question, what would be your answer? You might say, "Oh, because we want to learn. We want we want you know, we want to figure, we want to figure out what the world's all about, or we want to, we want to figure out the world, and you are correct, what those subjects are for is figuring out the world around us as best as we can, and the best way to figure out the world around us is to create a simulation, something called an ancestor simulation, and view our ancestors of the past and see how we came to be which is what we're trying to figure out with science math physics and all that stuff we're trying to figure out the world around us as best as we can and we're trying to figure out how we came to be but the best way to figure all that out is to run an ancestor simulation and you would have all the answers so what if an alien civilization billions of years ahead of us technologically created an ancestor simulation and we are in that simulation right now and we are their ancestors we are how they came to be what if that's another strong argument for for a fact that we could be inside of a computer simulation. That's another strong argument that we are inside a simulation. Is that right there. That we are some sort of alien civilization's uh, ancestor. And they're just trying to figure out the same stuff we're trying to figure out. Um, I will talk about that in, in a later episode if this gets enough views or if people are interested. I'll talk more about that and I'll talk more about alien civilizations and stuff like that um, if you guys are interested. Um, I'm definitely, I definitely know quite a bit about, um, I, I, can't, I can't say I know a lot about alien civilizations, but... I've read a lot about what alien civilizations could look like, what it would be like if we met them, and a lot of other things related to alien technology and 
uh, stuff like that. So I'll, I'll discuss that in a later episode. But um, yeah, and here's here's another example that we could be living inside of a computer simulation. Take the chair you're sitting on, for example. If you're sitting on a chair, a couch, a bed, whatever you're sitting on, whatever you're standing on, it doesn't need to be generated or created with all of its trillions of atoms on the inside. All it, all it needs is the outside layer to fool the inhabitants that it's solid. It could be hollow until you break it open. So the chair I'm sitting on right now does not need to be generated with its trillions and trillions of atoms. All it needs is the outside layer. It could be hollow until I break it open. That's another That's another reason the simulation theory could be true. Because if you think about it, it's so true. I don't know if this chair is, is, is solid on the inside. We're brought up to believe that because when we cut something open, there's always stuff on the inside. But really, there is nothing on the inside of anything. You may feel like you're full of organs and you can feel your heart beating on the inside, but it could be empty until you break it open. So, we could be living inside a computer simulation, guys. I'm not sure. We might never know the answer until a long time from now. But I just thought that I would share that with you guys. I hope you guys stuck around this long. And if you have, I appreciate it. You're a real OG. Thank you so much for sticking around until the end of the video or the end of the podcast. If you want to hear more of this type of stuff, please let me know. And I will gladly make more podcasts about um, some more scientific type of talks. Because I love science. And I want to share my passion with science with others. Because I also love helping people. I love learning. I love teaching. But yeah. Thank you so much guys for sticking around this long. My name's Troy. And I am out of here. You guys have a blessed day. Take care of yourselves. Keep learning. Peace out.